0: If you are looking for a new dentist, find them at WeissmanFamilyDental.com or call them at 303-494-0101. And tell them Audio Information Network of Colorado sent you. Thank you for joining us for the Thursday, October 19, 2023 reading of the Boulder Weekly. My name is Eric Levine. News Boulder Ganic. Use it or lose it. Residents Can Weigh In on the County's New Integrated Weed Management Plan by Will Matuska, October 19, 2023. Whether you consider weed management titillating or not, the control of noxious weeds has been a point of tension in Boulder County for decades, particularly the use of herbicides, and more recently, helicopters to perform aerial sprays. Earlier this month, the county released the first draft of a new integrated weed management plan to guide its policies for more than 50,000 acres of... 115,000 Boulder County Parks and Open Space is tasked with overseeing... Following the new plan is a public engagement period featuring surveys, tours, and Parks and Open Space Advisory Committee, POSAC, meetings until the Boulder County Commissioner's final vote on February 15. The last time the county's weed management plan went through a similar public process was in 2004. Quote, our goal with the integrated weed management plan is to have a healthy e- ecosystem and protect the health and safety of the people who live, work, and recreate in Boulder County," unquote, says Therese Glowacki, Director of Public of Boulder County Parks and Open Space. But Mark Goodridge, founder of Allen Farms, was disturbed, unquote, to see the plan include aerial spray options via drone and helicopter and continued herbicide use. I'd like to see, really, no herbicide use at all, he says, but I know that we have to find a middle ground and I'm trying to do everything we can to provide alternatives for open space to really meet us halfway, unquote. Olin Farms uses regenerative agriculture principles to, quote, produce top-quality farm products while continuing to increase the diversity and health of ecosystems around us, unquote, and doesn't use pesticides or herbicides. Goodenridge is concerned that spraying herbicides, especially aerially, could have unintended consequences. Quote, None of the county's herbicides passed the test of we sh** from the frickin' air, unquote, he says. Quote, the herbicides should only be hitting the exact plant you need to hit at that time, unquote. The county has used Milestone, Hardball, Tellar, Quinstar, and Method herbicides in the last month, according to the county's website. But it paused aerial herbicide applications earlier this year until the Integrated Weed Management Plan is updated and a decision on whether to resume aerial applications is made. The last time aerial spray was used by Boulder County was on November 1, 2022, via helicopter at Hall Ranch, which faced scrutiny from some community members. Glowacki says the county, quote, rarely, unquote, uses broadcast spray methods, which include backpack sprayers and truck, tractor, helicopter, and drone. The new plan says, quote, Broadcast spraying is often the most effective and cost-effective method to control large noxious weed infestations because of size, type of infestation, and nature of topography," unquote. earlier this year, the county used <coughs> 2-4-D to treat curly dock at Hale Valley Ranch. The Natural Resources Defense Council says a growing body of research indicates 24 4 D, quote, poses a danger to both human health and the environment, unquote. The method of application on the county's website isn't clear. The drafted weed management plan combines the previous two plans, one for parks and open space and the other for the overall county, and includes decision processes and strategies to manage weed problems. The document outlines the use of a variety of tools, including cultural, mechanical, and biological control. When it comes to chemicals, Glauacki says the county uses, quote, the lowest toxicity herbicides in the smallest amounts to be effective at controlling weeds, unquote, and wants to, quote, keep all of those tools in the toolbox, unquote. The budget for herbicide use, including aerial spraying, will be presented at the December 5 POSAC meeting. While Glowacki says the county takes careful considerations when applying herbicides by following product labels to not impact water or air quality, Gutenridge isn't sure that matters. Quote, They'll give directions on labels like how to do it and recommended setbacks from waterways, but on the very... That's telling you this stuff is toxic, unquote, he says. A survey asking the public for feedback on the plan closed on October 18, but there are multiple opportunities for residents to attend POSAC or other public meetings to provide comments on the drafted plan before the commissioner's final vote. POSAC regular meeting, 6.30 p.m., Thursday, October 26th, at the Boulder County Courthouse one three two five Pearl Street. Registration is required for those who want to comment. You can register at bit.ly underscore POSAC underscore registration. By the numbers. The county treats nearly fifty thousand acres for noxious weed. Below is a breakdown of management acres method so far in 2023. Mowing, 1,215 acres. Manual, hand pulling, 4,447 acres. Total herbicide spot application, 1,980 acres. Total herbicide broadcast application, 300 acres the county has not completed any aerial applications this year. Noxious weeds often do not make up the entirety of a treatment area, meaning the actual number of acres treated is lower than the total application acres. Spot application is 123. Broadcast application is 73.5. Voters' Guide Vote 2023 Content Archives Special Edition Vote Guide. Town of Superior Ballot Question and Candidate. Our 2023 Vote Guide Picks by Boulder Weekly Staff, October 12, 2023. Town of Superior Ballot Question 301, Home Rule Charter Commission. Yes, 4. This ballot question asks superior residents to vote on forming a Home Rule Charter Commission, a nine-member group that will be responsible for drafting a charter within 180 days of the election. Residents will then cast an all-or-nothing vote on the charter in 2024, after which the commission will disband. Adopting a Home Rule Charter means the town will be governed by the local covenant as opposed to state statutes. This form of government gives the town and its residents more control over issues like zoning, land use, elections, and tax collection. As the town's website puts it, Adopting a Home Rule Charter means the community government will be, quote, created by residents for residents, unquote. The most often cited pitfall of home rule charters is that they're often difficult to amend, so if they're written in a way that's overly restrictive or inflexible, they can make town business more difficult. Town funds will be used to support the charter creation, including an estimated $15,000 to $20,000 for attorney fees. All associated fees for creating the charter will come out of the town's general fund, and will not increase taxes. Superior's population has grown nearly 20-fold over the past two decades, and adopting a Home Rule Charter is par for the course for large municipalities. There are currently 103 municipalities in Colorado that have Home Rule Charters, including Louisville, Lafayette, Broomfield, Longmont, and Denver. We think a yes for vote is a no-brainer here, especially because constituents will get to vote on the drafted charter next year. Plus, there's a host of qualified folks on the ballot to serve on the commission. Superior Home Rule Charter Commission Candidates There are 11 residents running for nine seats on Superior's Home Rule Charter Commission, the group which will draft the town's new governing document if approved by voters, see question 301. The commission will have 180 days to draft the charter in order to present it no later than May 5, 2024. After citizens cast an all-or-nothing vote on whether or not to accept the Charter, the Commission will disband. We believe there are no wrong... ...for Superior Home Rule Charter Commission. Nine of the 11 responded to our questionnaire, and you can view their answers here. At boulderweekly.com content-archives voters-guide slash vote dash 2023 slash 2023 dash superior dash home dash rule dash charter dash commission dash candidate dash questionnaires. We suggest voting for them. Dalton Vallette is a legal consultant who wants Superior to have greater autonomy as a municipality. Not only does he bring knowledge of municipal code and legal writing to the table, he was also born in Louisville and raised in Superior and has served on the Superior Historical Commission. (laughs) Fallet's charter to reflect, quote, autonomy as a municipality, trust as a governing body, and transparency for residents, unquote. Heather Craycraft is the assistant to the Athletic Director at CU Boulder and served as the Superior Chamber of Commerce Executive Director for 13 years. She's lived in Superior for 26 years and wants the charter to focus on support of our businesses, a common sense land use code, and a government and staffing structure that's as effective as it is efficient. Ryan Hitchler is a tech company founder and CEO who says the main reason he wants to serve on the commission is to make, quote, citizen-led efforts clearer and easier to understand, unquote. He previously co-led a petition that led to the town board unanimously voting to overturn the <laughs> approval of a life sciences downtown development. He sees the biggest benefit of a Home Rule Charter as the town's, quote, ability to work immediately and quickly on issues it faces without relying on state legislators, unquote. Claire Dixon has lived in Superior since 2011, was a founding member of the Cultural Arts and Public Spaces Committee, and has served on the PTO board for El Dorado PK-8 since 2021. Her husband's orthodontic practice brought their family to Superior, and they've been members of the Chamber of Commerce for the past decade. She says she wants to make sure changes to tax collection don't place too great of an administrative burden on small business owners, and that the transition to home rule is, quote, smooth and transparent, unquote. Ryan... ...lived in Superior for 10 years and has served on the town's Open Space Advisory Committee. His answers to our questions weren't as robust, and he doesn't seem to have as deep an understanding of home rule charters as some of the other candidates, but he does have experience with local government and the challenges that face the town, something that's a positive on the commission. Sean Maday has lived in Superior for nearly 12 years, and says he would like to see the Charter provide as much local control as possible. His answers to our questionnaire suggest a strong understanding of Home Rule Charter, its benefits and potential pitfalls. He says the Charter should be, quote, an enduring document that provides guardrails for effective governance while allowing local elected officials to respond to emerging needs of the community, unquote. As the former mayor of Superior, Clint Folsom brings a deep understanding of challenges faced by the town and advantages Home Rule provides. He says one component of Home Rule that excites him is giving Superior greater control over revenue collection, as the current state collection of sales tax, quote, Delays the flow of revenue back to the town and severely limits the town's ability to audit retailers to ensure accuracy. Folsom has lived in Superior for 25 years and has also served as a planning commissioner. Chris Hansen has lived in Superior for nearly three decades and served two terms as a trustee from 2010 to 2018. He says he firmly believes home rule is the right path for Superior and will, quote, allow for decisions to be made at a level closer to the citizens most impacted, unquote. Wants to make sure the charter provides a framework without being overly prescriptive. Mike Foster is a newer Superior resident, having lived in town for three years. He has a long career working on sustainability initiatives in both public and private sectors. He was employed by the City of San Jose for more than 17 years and now works as the Agricultural Division Manager for Boulder County Open Space, according to his LinkedIn. He's served as Chair of Superior's Advisory Committee for Environmental Sustainability for the past three years, assisting in the development of the town's first-ever Sustainability Action Plan. He says he wants the charter to help the municipal government be, quote, accessible, responsive, accountable, responsible, and professional, unquote. Jeff Chu and Stephanie (laughs) not respond to our questions. We can't say how this bodes for their ability to engage with the community. Still, each of them seems like a capable candidate. Chu has experience in local government, including two terms as a town trustee. Shader works as a policy advisor within the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development, according to her LinkedIn. Voter's Guide, Vote 2023, Content Archive Special Editions Vote Guide, Erie 2023 Endorsements by Boulder Weekly Staff, October 12, 2023. Ballot Question 3A. Shall the Town of Erie proposed Home Rule Charter be adopted? Yes, for, no, against. In November 2022, Erie passed Ballot Measure 103, establishing a commission to draft Home Rule Charter. The proposed covenant is on this November's ballot for approval, plus one immediate amendment to the Charter. More on that in Town of Erie ballot question 3B. We endorse a yes vote on question 3A because the charter seems thoughtfully crafted and flexible. Home rule is a form of governance defined by the residents of a municipality that allows for more control over matters of local importance. Charters are drafted by citizens detailing the structure and powers of the local government. Without a home rule charter, local governments are subject to state laws, though state law may still take precedence in certain matters. Charters must be comprehensive enough to provide a solid foundation for running a multimillion dollar municipality, while also being flexible enough to change with the times. Cities typically adopt states when they reach a population of 2,000 people. Erie has 35,000 residents. Erie's charter available at bit.ly slash Erie proposed charter was crafted by nine elected commissioners working weekly for five months at the beginning of 2023. The charter includes an an at-large mayoral position, three districts with two town council members each. All elected officials serve four-year terms, staggered terms within districts, a limit of two consecutive terms for council members, even-year elections, filling vacancies based on the resident vote, campaign finance transparency, recalls using a number of signatures based on the percentage of votes, voter approval for any new taxes, an open space board, (laughs) government city council pay, and special district reform. The current council will remain seated through 2024. An election in November 2024 will determine new council members in 2025. The Charter Commission created multiple paths for residents to comment, held a monthly meeting for public participation, and gave weekly updates through the town channels and social media. The Commission also studied home rule charters adopted by other locales, We believe it's a sensibly written charter that brings Erie into line with the other 93% of Colorado municipalities with home rule. (coughs) Ballot question 3B. Compensation of mayor and council members. Uh, Yes is a for vote. No is an against vote. Erie's home rule... (laughs) couldn't decide on a salary for council members, so they decided to leave it up to the voters. This measure seeks to give the mayor of Erie $1,200 a month and $700 to each council member, plus, quote, other non-monetary compensation or benefits as may be set by ordinance, unquote, which could include things like health care. Council pay will be adjusted annually according to the Consumer Price Index for the denver boulder greeley area starting in January 2025. This would amount to $14,400 for the mayor of Erie. It's a pittance for participation in more than 20 meetings per year, plus countless hours talking to constituents and city staff to learn about issues. We think a higher salary would allow more people to participate in city government. However, it's on par with council rates in similarly sized nearby cities. Vote increases in council pay down the road if they want to. We endorse a yes on question 3B. News. Why is your ballot yelling at you? A brief explanation on all caps ballot issues by Kaylee Harder, October 19, 2023. In all caps, it says, your ballot will be arriving in the mail soon, and you may notice that a handful of issues are written like this, in all caps. If it feels like your ballot is yelling at you, that's by design, but that design may not be serving its purpose. The Taxpayers' Bill of Rights, Tabor, a state constitutional amendment approved by Colorado voters in 1992, includes a provision requiring the title of issues involving tax and debt (laughs) appear on the ballot in all caps. That provision is also codified in state statute. Not all tax-related measures appear in all caps. On this and previous year's ballots, only the measures dealing with increases and extensions appear in capital letters, while those that involve a decrease or a change in how dollars are invested, like in the cases of Propositions H and II, appear in sentence case. Douglas Bruce, the conservative activist, ex-attorney, and former legislator who authored Tabor, says he added the capitalization requirements for emphasis. Quote, I'm trying to shout at people as best you can in a ballot title, unquote, he says. While the intent may have been to call attention to tax increases for voters, many organizations specializing in accessibility and design, all caps can make text more difficult to read. In fact, In the American Institute of Graphic Arts Design for Democracy report, on behalf of the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, the number one election guidance guideline is to use lowercase letters, which the authors say improves legibility. Whitney Quesenberry, executive director at the Center for Civic Design, says sentence case, a mix of lowercase and capital letters, is easiest for people to read because it's what we're used to. Plus, she says that modifications to text used for emphasis, like bold, italics, or caps, lose their value when the entire block of text is emphasized. While capitalization may seem like a relatively small issue, Quezenberry says seemingly minor design choices add up. When you get into one of those things, like a ballot question that is all caps, it's a little hard to read because maybe the text size is a little small and maybe the language isn't that easy to understand. Essentially, the weight of those little tiny barriers adds up to people just skipping it, unquote, she says. Doing away with the all-caps requirement would call for legislative change, and Quesenberry says that's unlikely to happen for a single code revision. Grouping several pieces of the statute to change at once is more effective. She also says it's important to test changes to ballot design with voters. For Quesenberry, changes to ballot design provisions are, quote, absolutely positively worth it, unquote. Quote, Every time someone has trouble understanding what to do or what they're being asked to vote on, their well of confidence is diminished by a drop, <laughs> he says, and eventually you drain that well of confidence. Unquote. Entertainment Music Bach to Boulder Festival moves to Dairy Arts Center for four concert season by Kelly Dean Hansen, October 19, 2023. The slogan, quote, across time, across cultures, unquote, has been a theme of the Boulder Bach Festival for much of Zachary Caraton's 10-year run as music director, but it takes on more significance during his upcoming 11th season. It now serves as the title of a new adult education series, with one event offered in tandem with with each of four diverse concert programs running through next spring at the Dairy Arts Center. Keratin says the education series is the most exciting new element coming to the festival, where change has been since its founding in 1981. And while venue and programming strategy have fluctuated from year to year, including several concerts in Longmont, this season's offerings are centralized at the Downtown Multidisciplinary Arts Center in Boulder. With all four concerts and their corresponding education programs at one location, Carrotin hopes to make this season more audience-friendly. That includes a uniform 4 p.m. start time meant to avoid conflicts with other organizations. Quote, it's important to us that our audience does not have to decide, unquote, Keratin says. The education presentations take place at 6 p.m. and all eight events will be about 75 minutes with no intermission. That is the timing of Bach's longest keyboard work, the Goldberg Variations, which will be performed during the Opener, by boulder's resident superstar pianist c u s David Corivar, this is the second most requested work by our patrons, and this will only be the second time we have done it in fifteen years. Unquote, Keratin says Corivar recorded the work in two thousand six and says that he has reflected since then Quote, when I learned it, I was looking at it as this immortal, immortal monument at the great profundity and emotional depth, unquote, the local pianist says, quote, but I think I missed some of the humor and playfulness in the way it is written, unquote. Bach knew how good he was, according to Korovar, who says the balancing of dark and serious variations with lighter and playful ones was intentional. Every third variation is a canon, C-A-N-O-N, with and even within those, there is a huge variety in character and many inside jokes. He plans to take the repeats of both halves in all 30 variations. The concert is expected to sell out. Rounding out 2023 for this year's festival is a December 17 holiday program built around the Christmas section of Handel's Messiah, Keratin says the concert will feature a more traditional approach to the excerpt with a 16-voice chorus and a small Baroque orchestra, but he hopes the open dairy space will provide more physical possibilities for the singers. The evening also includes Bach chorales centered on Epiphany and a short concerto by Vivaldi. Beyond the Shackles of Time Iceland is an isolated country with with a small population that one might not immediately associate with a vibrant classical concert scene. But Keratin says that much of the most interesting and beautiful music being composed today comes from the far-flung volcanic island. That includes a portion of the music on the February 24 program, which was composed specifically for Keratin and his wife, BBF Artistic and Executive Director, Mina Gajic, who perform as a duo under the stage name Mystery Sonata. Keratin will perform a work for solo violin by Anna daughter, who has created new sonic landscapes and acoustic phenomena that challenge instrumentalists and singers. Quote, she has developed ways of notating sounds that have never been produced before, unquote, he says. A piece composed for the duo by Maria Hold Marken Sigfu's daughter is meter, quote, There is a lack of pulse, as if the melodic line is free beyond the shackles of time, unquote, Keratin says. Each of the modern Icelandic pieces will be preceded by a Bach prelude as a, palate cleanser, unquote. Closing this year's program on March 21 is Ukrainian-born Israeli violinist Vadim Glusman, who performed a solo recital last season. Keratin says patrons were moved by the performance from Glusman, quote, a spectacular force as a musician, unquote who expressed an interest to return and work with BBF artists. Quote, It turned out that the best day for both Vadim and the dairy was Bach's birthday. Unquote, he says. At a glance, mark these dates for Boulder Bach Festival 2023-24. The season opens October 21. (laughs) Board Masterwork by Johann Sebastian Bach. The the Connected Education Program on October 19 is presented by guitarist Keith Barnhart, who explores variation from Bach to the Beatles. A holiday concert December 17 is built around the Christmas section of Handel's Messiah. A vocal quartet of fellowship artists performs holiday music from across time and cultures during the Associated Education Program on December 14. The event on February 24 is the most adventurous, with Zachary Keratin and Mina Gajic presenting new music from four Icelandic composers for violin and piano. For the ancillary event on February 7, Keratin and Gajic Gajic, will present a discussion of the music with projections and examples. The season closes with a Bach-centric international program birthday, March 21. The program includes Bach's A minor violin concerto and his concerto for two violins. The ancient form of the passacaglia will be explored and contrasted in pieces by modern Estonian composer Arvo Pert and Bohemian Baroque composer Heinrich Bieber. The March 18 companion event will feature side-by-side comparisons of period and modern instruments. For more information and tickets, visit boulderbachfestival.org slash tickets. Entertainment. Stage. A little off the top. Longmont's Unity of Theater presents... An Immersive Take on a Macabre Masterpiece by Tony Tresca, October 9, 23. By now, you might think you know Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, but with the dead rising from all sides, Unityev Theater's immersive production of the horror musical Mainstay puts visitors to the roughly 60 seat Longmont venue right in the middle of the mayhem with its thrust stage setup. Quote, it is very obvious there is an audience here, so we play that up, unquote, says Kirk Slingloff, who also stage manages and performs stagehand duties in addition to directing the show. Quote, our version combines elements from interactive experiences such as haunted houses and immersive theater with the traditional musical form it allows for some frights while also fostering a sense of community and tenderness, Based on the chilling pages of a 19th century, Dreadful, The String of Pearls, the celebrated musical adaptation by Sondheim and a book by Hugh Wheeler takes the audience on a macabre musical journey through the foggy streets of London in 1785. The familiar story revolves around a barber, who, after spending years falsely in prisons, decides to return to London to exact revenge on the dishonest judge who destroyed his life. Upon arriving in the city, Sweeney befriends Mrs. Lovett, who owns the pie shop below where he used to live. Together, they go on a murderous rampage, with Sweeney killing victims as he shaves them and Mrs. Lovett turning the dead into meat pies for her customers. When Unityev's management team realized they had an open slot during Halloween time, this spooky show just felt like the way to go. says. It's our first Sondheim piece, and we knew it would come with difficulties, but we really wanted to go after it. But for Slingluff and the rest of the team at Unitev Theater founded last year with a focus on education and intimate stagings of big-time shows. That meant turning down some of the plays more over-the-top elements. Quote, In musical theater, you normally have a lot of lines to create these sharp, flat stage pictures. I can't do that because the space is so tight, and that would cut off visibility for the audience, Slingluff says. We have been focusing on black box Bach's naturalism and how to make it feel as real as possible. The actors are too close to the audience to exaggerate anything without it becoming farcical." Explore the Horror Slingliff the original Broadway cast album in preparation for directing the musical. However, he refused to watch any versions of the story because he didn't want any other interpretations to influence his artistic vision for the piece. Rather than staging a replica production, Slingliff drew inspiration from the Viennese German-language musical Elizabeth about a woman obsessed with death. Quote, That show has the dead coming back to tell a story, And that's what my concept is based on, he explains. In the introduction, we're in an asylum, watching these bodies come back to life from death, so our entire cast, minus the three that don't die, is in dead makeup. The entire program is, in essence, a horrifying recounting of how these corpses died by the people who were killed and did the killing. Quote. Once these corpses have been brought back to life, they surround the audience to complete the eerie atmosphere of 18th century London. Patrons can choose to interact or place a card on their table, meaning they'd rather be left alone. Additionally, there is designated, quote, splash zone, unquote, seating, where brave theatergoers can get up and close pl- personal with the p- bloodshed in their provided custom p- ponchos. Quote, table seating opens up the audience and breaks the barriers that rows of seating can put up, Slingleff says. In addition to the immersive elements, our biggest challenge was figuring out how we fit a show that requires so many sets into the space. We have the stage broken up into quadrants. The core quadrants are Sweeney's Barbershop, upright on the platform. downright is the pie shop. Up left is where those scenes, and down left is Mrs. Lovett's outside eating area, among other things. Unquote. The set had to accommodate both the adult cast and the teen cast, who will be performing on select dates throughout the run. This is Unity's first attempt at double-casting a production with young performers, and they have found that the junior company gives the story a fresh perspective. Quote, Although they do have some cuts that the adults don't have, they are doing a fairly faithful version of Sweeney Todd, unquote, Slingluff says. Quote, I have added some little things to help the teens lean into the show's comedy while I've directed the adults to explore the horror in the musical, unquote. As the dead awaken and the living watch, Sweeney Todd at Unity of Theater delivers two interpretations of Sondheim's dark odyssey, *Tribution*, in an interactive setting. By staging a well-known musical in an immersive environment, Slingluff hopes to demonstrate to audiences that theater does not always have to be a passive, complacent experience. Instead, this new production argues, it can be one that engages, excites, and evolves. On stage, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barmer of Fleet Street, various times through October 31. The Unity of Theater, 800 South Hover Road, Suite 30 in Longmont. Tickets can be bought at coloradoboxoffice.com e slash Sweeney, that's S-W-E-E-N-E-Y, dash Todd, T-O-D-D. Entertainment, books. This In Violence Beside, poet Jade Lachelles Seeks Bright Things in the Dark by Emma Athena, October 19, 2023. Local poet Jade Lascelles doesn't shrink from what she describes as, quote, the collapsed moment, the moment of a brutality, unquote. She approaches it, tries to make sense of it, tentatively, of course, as a dancer might in listening to a foreign piece of music. But Lascelles is no masochist, only a realist and an artist. As she established in her first collection of prose poems, The Inevitable, violence is woven into our social fabric it's impossible to escape no matter how hard we try in her newly released collection violence beside lascelles looks deeper into life under such grim conditions and (sniffs) sharper for it they reflect back an array of terrors but also a wealth of guidance and goodness we must witness Despite how loud the violences may rasp. Quote, in a way, I think all of my work is a recursive attempt at making sense of how to sit beside contradiction and ugliness, unquote. she says from her home in Boulder. Quote, I'm not trying to further add violence into the experience of my readers. Writing these poems for me was trying to create this softer, safer container for myself to come into contact with these really hard things, unquote. LaSalle's, an MFA graduate of Naropa University's Jack Kerouac School of Disembodied Poetics, has gathered her most personal poems yet in violence beside. Much of her work def categorization. Like the inevitable, Many poems and violence beside can stand alone. Others build upon one another as the book progresses. Some read more like creative prose. The collection emphasizes Lachelle's personal commitment to seeking bright things, no matter the dark. Quote, because the violent contains the violet, she writes in the morning of the funeral. Lachelles arranges her anger alongside empathy, pairs confusion with confidence, stillness with movement, yearning with guidance, holding together paradoxes with a sense of calm. The author has accepted the presence of violence in the world, yet is not broken by it. We can never be fully erased. The three dozen or so pieces in Violence Beside were born from the same creative flush that del- <laughs> the contents of the inevitable. After a series of murders and a spate of violence against women in Lachelle's life and in the news, the fear of becoming the next headline about a missing woman rose up to a new pitch. <laughs> She did not want hers to be the next drop of blood glowing blue beneath a UV light, quote, with confirmation of what once spilled out, unquote, as she writes in the poem, This is Why We Are Afraid. <coughs> so Lachelle's turned to her craft to help process her fear, writing poetry, quote, was a coping mechanism for myself, trying to write through what I was experiencing, unquote, she says. Quote, I was at a point where I was trying to figure out how to exist in such a violent world without it totally destroying me, because there's not really a choice of existing in a non- right now, <laughs> Life in Boulder County is no exception. Reports of domestic abuse and emergency room visits for sexual assault have increased since 2019, according to the District Attorney's Office and MESA Moving to End Sexual Assault, a countywide sexual violence resource center with offices in Lafayette, as has use of MESA's 24-7 help hotline 303-443-7300. The recent series of high-profile sexual assault cases involving CU Boulder and BVSD student-athletes underscores how deeply rooted and pervasive violence is against women. And Boulder County is far from alone. The American Journal of Emergency Medicine reports domestic violence cases around the world increased, quote, to unprecedented levels, unquote, in the last three years. Lachelle's new poem, poems claim space beside what we must, at least for now, accept as inevitable. Quote, We are trying to tell you that we can never be fully erased. Unquote. She concludes in This is Why We Are Afraid. Quote, The original blue colors we see running beneath our pale skin can be restored well after they turn red, then rusted, then washed away, unquote. Violence may be impossible to contain, but through art and poetry, quote, it can be sectioned off into these bite-sized chunks to make it more accessible, Lachelles says. It's one way to move forward toward healing. On the page, Violence Beside, book launch with Jade Lachelles, 7 to 9 p.m. October 27, East Window, 4550 Broadway, suite C 3B as in Baker 2, C 3B 2 in Boulder. Free. Cuisine, nibbles. Find fresh flavors and new eateries during first bite. Boulder's trademark celebration of local food runs October 20 through 29 by John Lendorf, October 19, 2023. Your friends and family have noticed that you only eat out at six or seven restaurants. Honestly, three of those are pizzerias. What happened to that adventurous diner who lived to sample new tastes in new eateries? You may need a dining intervention. <laughs> the First Bite is back October 20-29 through to rescue your taste buds from the doldrums and give you an excuse to try new places. Don't feel bad if your dining life has gotten boring. Even the producer of First Bite finds that her own Boulder-based family gets stuck on a narrow group of restaurants. Quote, I'm excited to go out and try the new places and familiar restaurants that are serving something new. Unquote says Jessica Benjamin, owner of Savor Products, the food-focused organization that presents First Bite and its sister event, First Sip. This year's First Bite restaurants range from the Michelin-honored Basta to the uber-casual Hungry Toad. There are places like the Greenbrier Inn, which has participated for 18 years and recently opened eateries such as Massa's Bowl Pasta Press. <laughs> this annual celebration of Boulder's dining scene features 10 days of special meals and culinary events for every hungry mood. Quote, "Some nights you are a fine diner, maybe it's a birthday or an anniversary," Benjamin says. Tuesday night you just need to go pick up dinner for the kids," unquote. First Bite has evolved to include brunch and a wider range of restaurants from the original one price fits all multi-course dinner module, model. The Greenbrier's five-course menu includes smoked duck roulade, seared Skuna Bay salmon, and chai and pumpkin panna cotta for $85 while Postino Wine Café offers small plates and a bottle of wine to share for $25. Dishes on these menus run the gamut from the Boulder Cork's famous sake salmon to short rib ravioli at Sforno Trattoria Romana to River and Woods tableside s'mores. Each food stall at Boulder's Rosetta Hall will offer a dish using fresh apples, such as Korean-style apple bulgogi ribs at Shanghai Moon, to Petit Fleur's Bakery's autumn bake sale, showcasing a full counter of apple-centered desserts. Lager beer in a worst-case scenario. Quote, We've always encouraged the restaurants to lean into whatever they do best, Benjamin says. A good example is the Bohemian Beer Garden. Its first bite offer is, a qu- is quintessentially the way we dine there, sharing food and beer. The Bohemian Beer Garden's Oktoberfest plotter pl- brings together the eatery's best-loved dishes. Quote, it includes our scratch-made Spetzel noodles, red cabbage, and our sauerkraut with bratwurst and other sausages made for us locally. Unquote. Says Anjali Tim co-owner of the beer Bohemian Beer Garden. The sharing platter also includes house-made mustards and a big soft pretzel with beer cheese, all made to pair with tall German lagers. Quote, First bite brings people into the restaurant for the first time who would never have tried our food otherwise. Unquote, Tim says. Longmont, Loco Moco, and Grilled Artichokes. This year's first bite also expands into Longmont with a four-course dinner offering at Sugarbeet. The three-course menu at Suelo's Tiki includes Hawaiian dishes like ahi poki wontons, <laughs> loco moco, white rice topped with a hamburger, a fried egg, and brown gravy, and a slice of haupia pie, rich chocolate and coconut milk, with cocktail pairings available. Other Boulder County participants include Smokin' and Dave's Barbecue and Lions and Seminis in Niwot. Grilled artichokes, shrimps, and scallops, and cherry pie are on the bill of fare at Louisville's 740 Front. From cooking demos to a documentary film, First Bite is also launching a handful of one-off culinary experiences. We have, quote, we have some new special events this year, like Saturday's Farmer Market behind the scenes tour and a cooking lesson with chef Daniel Asher, unquote, Benjamin says. The sixth one hundred anniversary celebration continues with an October 23 big screen showing of the eateries docu- at the Dairy Arts Center. The gathering includes a nostalgic talkback session afterwards with tastes of some sync menu classics. Lamb fans will flock to Gemini on the Pearl Street Mall for an October 25 dinner with the Colorado-based American Lamb Board. Other participating eateries include Dagabi, Organic Sandwich Company, Roadhouse Boulder Depot, Sforno Trattoria, Jill's Restaurant, and Japan Go complete list of first bite restaurants and events at firstbitecolorado excuse me firstbiteboulder.com there is a specific boulder reason why this dining extravaganza is happening right now quote it's the coach prime effect benjamin says these are the only 10 consecutive days in this entire fall where there was no cu football thank you for joining us My name is Eric Levine. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.